Why are we waiting until our deathbed to start living for God? You may not have a deathbed to even start with. God wants all of our life, the best part of it, not the end part of it. Welcome to Season 3 of Return to Truth Podcast. I am your host, Clint Curry. We are back again for another season. Taking a moment here to look back at how far we have actually come. We have over 1,600 downloads in 15 countries, more than 230 cities, and 42 episodes later, God is still with us. Thank you so much for joining me today. If this is your first time here with me, then please allow me to welcome you to the show. And if you've listened to us before, I appreciate your continued loyalty to the Bible truth and this podcast. Please make sure to subscribe to this podcast channel so you can stay up to date on each and every new episode that drops. They drop every Monday at 7 EST. And of course, if you haven't yet listened to our previous podcast episode, or season for that matter, then please make sure you take the time to go back and give it a listen. So much has already been discussed, so please don't miss a single episode. With that said, before we begin today's episode, we need to ask God to guide us into a better understanding of His Word. So let's start off with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, please hear our prayers. Please have mercy on us. Help us to understand what it means to fully commit ourselves to You, to give You our all, even in our final breath. And I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of today's episode is Die Well. Such a busy week. So much is going on lately, and it doesn't even seem to slow down for just a moment. Where's the time to just sit back and breathe? Thanksgiving is done and gone, and Christmas is now in full swing coming right at us. And just like that, the year will be gone, and the new year will be here before you know it. The year is almost over again. Everything moves so fast. Going, going, gone. Life is so short. We have all heard that before, haven't we? But have we truly even considered it? Truly, it is nothing more than sand slipping through our fingers every day that passes, especially when you compare it to eternity. To be honest, the amount of time spent on this earth is nothing when you match it up against it. Now, I've got to say this because it is true. Whether you like it or not, it's probably a good idea to take care of your next life now while you are in this one. Because if you don't, if you don't make the time, you may just run out and have no life left at all. Here's the thing. No one, not anyone on earth, knows when that time will be. Our days are numbered, and it may come sooner than you think. Not a single person is guaranteed anything when it comes to their life. The Bible tells us clearly what will happen and why this will happen. We read in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every person has sinned. Every person misses the mark and falls short. 
Further on in Romans, we see the outcome of this. Romans 6, 23 says, For the wages of sin is death. Hebrews 9, 27, And it is appointed for men to die. We see that we don't have eternity here on earth. Death is coming. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 1 says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. It's going to happen. Death comes to us all. And that's all because of sin. Even the most powerful, famed, or even the most richest will have their own part in this. They can't escape it either. Death is coming for them too. Think about that for a moment. I know, it's a bit depressing. But the truth is, time is running out. The clock is ticking away on what is left in our lives. When something like death happens to someone, or is a possibility even in our own lives, something changes inside of us for a moment. When we are confronted with the possibility of death, we see that the life we thought we knew is nothing. It is no longer ours, but God's. Whether it be our own or someone we care deeply about, it causes us to stop and examine our priorities. It causes us to give more thought to our own lives, and often we feel compelled to make things right with as many people as possible. Sometimes we may even say things like, you got to make every day count, or you got to live life to the fullest. But we rarely actually follow this advice, at least not in the ways we should. We rarely ever let it affect us. Many, many times now I have seen where people experience a form of death in their lives and yet they forget. They act as if it was no effect to them. Example. Maybe someone you know died of smoking. Maybe they died of alcohol in some way, shape, or form. Maybe you were there. Maybe you even went to the funeral. Whatever the case is, what happens next? Well, Proverbs 26.11 says this, As a dog returns to its own vomit, so a fool repeats his folly. We should wake up. We should be acting as if the time is now, as if we are close to the death of ourselves or close to the return of Jesus. It says here in Romans 13.11, And do this, knowing the time, that now is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. I know, death is not something we like to talk about. Something we try not to even think about. But let's be honest, it runs rampant in our minds at times. The same happened to Jesus. Yes, even Him, right before the cross. Only in a different way. The only difference is, He knew when it was coming and where and he was still devoted to God's will, still willing to take the cup. We read in Luke 22, 39-42, it says, Coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives, as he was accustomed, and his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw, 
And he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if it is your will, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. So here are the questions surrounding this. If you knew when you were going to die, how would you react? What exactly would you do? What would you change in your life? Or would you not change anything? They say we should live each day as if it were the last, and that's generally good advice. But how would you live it? Who would you live for? Would you live for the moment? Or would you live for yourself? Or would you live for eternity? Would you say to the Father, not my will, but yours be done? Why are we waiting until our deathbed to start living for God? You may not even have a deathbed to even start with. Why are we acting as if we have all the time in the world? You see, God wants all of our life, the best part of it, not the end part of it. Asking this question to myself, if it were me, I would thank the Lord for another day in which to serve Him, another day to fall at His feet and worship. I would then say, Your will be done. And then I would go out and serve Him by preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ to salvation by grace through faith and make it my primary priority in life. I would make it my mission, my goal. It would be all I lived and breathed. But you see, that's just it. This is something that we should all do every day of our lives anyways. Not something we wait for at the last moment. Not something we wish we could have done better or more. The Lord said that we should live each day, indeed each moment of our lives, as if we knew that He was coming this very day or as if we knew when we were going to die. If we were all to do this, I promise the world would be a vastly different place than it is today. The apostles in the Bible, they lived and served with an idea, this thought that Jesus could actually return within their lifetime, or that they could die at any moment and be without. What if they had stopped all their labors, just ceased from their work and just waited? What if they said, not right now, that's okay, I've got time. Jesus isn't coming back anytime soon. I've still got 40 to 50 years left before I really need to get it together. What if they said that? They would have been in disobedience to Christ's command to go into the, all the world and preach the good news to all creation. That's Mark 16, 15. You can find it in the Bible. And the gospel would not have been spread if they did this. Even more, they would have fallen away from God and given themselves up to the world. The apostles understood that Jesus' imminent return or their imminent death meant that they must busy themselves with God's work, that they must live a holy life now for as long as they can. They ended up living life to the fullest, as if every day were their last, and they did it all for the glory of God. We too should view every day as a gift and use it to glorify God and not wait until the gift is taken away. The return of Christ or even the possibility of death 
is in a way a great motivation to action, not as a reason to cease from it or wait until the end. We read in Romans 8.18, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed to us. In 1 Corinthians 15.58, Paul says, Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord. In 1 Thessalonians 5.6, Paul gives us a lesson to take with us. He says, So then, let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert and self-controlled. Wake up. Wake up if you are asleep. To retreat back or hold the line as they say, like so many around of us do, it was never Jesus' intention for any of us. Instead, we work while we can. We continue forward and we fight the good fight while we still have light. John chapter 9, verse 4 says, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is still day. The night is coming when no one can work. When asked this very question of what you would do if you knew when you would die, here is how some people responded. Number one, I would make sure that whatever I have financially will go to my family. Number two, I would spend time with loved ones. Number three, I would make amends. Number four, I would reflect on my life. Number five, I would fulfill unfulfilled dreams. Some even say, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you die. They would love dying for themselves. But you know what? I think it's time we stop doing what makes us happy. Even in our worst moments, even in our best moments, and do more of what makes God happy all the time. Why? Because time is short, and we must die well. We must die well. So what does that mean? To die well most simply means that you were prepared to meet God, that you had lived your life well, and that you are ready to move into eternity. But are you? Are you ready? If not, maybe it's time to get ready. Maybe it's time to start now. It was Charles Spurgeon that said, We are flying, as on some mighty eagle's wing, swiftly on towards eternity. Let us then talk about preparing to die. It is the greatest thing we have to do, and we have soon to do it. So let us talk and think something about it. So as I inch closer to that day, probably closer than I think, one of my greatest burdens that I now face is to prepare myself to die well. Have I done everything I could? Have I given God my all? Have I cast out all things of this world that chain me to death? Or have I died daily for Christ? In a way, if you are putting yourself to death every day for Christ, then the day of death itself will turn out to be the day you have been preparing for all your life. We should want to die well in the arms of Jesus. We should go out fighting for Christ, not giving in to the things of this world, not putting off what is most important until it's too late. I should have done this. I should have done that. 
you know what? You still can. You're still alive, even when you are faced with uncertainty. Some online commentary that I found fascinating about all of this reads this. In preparing to die well, it also prepares us to live well until we die. And ironically, while dying well will mean living more fully than ever, living well will mean repeatedly dying to ourselves. Because Paul says here in 1 Corinthians 15.31, I die every day. So what does he mean? Well, he tells us in Philippians 1, verse 22, If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. And what would that fruitful labor be? I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy in the faith, so that in me you may have ample cause to glory in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. That's Philippians 1, 25-26. So because he was prepared to die, Paul was freed to live, not for himself, but for others, joy in God. In other words, he was freed to spend his life preparing people to die well, giving them reason after reason to live for Christ and long for heaven. He spent the little time he had on earth, even in prison, looking for creative and costly ways to win and mature souls for the next world. He knew that dying well on his last day meant dying well every day. And so, if we want to live and die well, we die as long as we have breath so that others might finally and fully live in Christ. So, how can we learn to die well? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because we've got some answers for you. Number one, Learn what the Bible says about death. If you haven't, go back to Season 2. You'll find four different episodes. They are called From the Dust. Take a listen. Take some time and listen to exactly what they say. You will learn that you have everlasting life or everlasting death. Number two, pay attention when you go to other people's funerals or graveside services. Ask yourself this question. What can I learn from their example? Number three, pray that as you die, you would hold on to your faith and let others see God's grace in you and the life that belongs to God. Number four, exercise good stewardship of your earthly possessions for your families. Number five, reconcile any broken relationships so not to leave any unfinished business behind. Forgive one another just as Christ has forgiven you. Number six, practice self-denial and sacrifice yourself for the sake of others, for the sake of Jesus. You see, it's all about being fully obedient to God, even in our last moments. It's about caring more about God than you do yourself, even when you are on top of the mountain or in the bottom of the valley. You see, you don't have to resent death. You don't have to wait until the last moment. You have a great hope, unlike anything you could ever imagine. Jesus died for you. He gave his all for you. He wants nothing more than for you to live for him, to bring others into the same truth that you know. 
Don't waste your life on the things of this world. Don't waste your life living it for you, but instead say, your will be done, Father, not my own. So live a life for Him while you still have it, and make sure it's the best part of it. It's said, dying doing what you like most will always be satisfying. But I say, dying doing what God likes most is most satisfying. That's all for today's episode, and thank you so much for listening. We have so much more coming your way. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Just search the name at return underscore to underscore truth and look for the logo. So feel free to drop us a Bible question and we'll answer it here on the show. You can also leave a comment or even request a shout out. You can find Return to Truth on many different podcast apps. Just search Return to Truth and look for the logo. Make sure to follow this podcast channel on any of those apps or websites to stay up to date. Don't forget to then comment and rate because I want to hear from you. And please share this podcast as much as you can. Remember to stay tuned for our next episode as we return to truth.